everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher, episode number 225. Glad you could join us again as we continue on with Night Flyers. I'm Corey Shrett. Brian Lee's over there. What's going on, Brian? Howdy doody. Hello, Good hello. To be here. Glad to have you. Of course, Carlos is back again to try to figure this stuff out with us. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we should just get into this one. This is uh, episode's title, Transmission, episode seven. Uh, came out December 10th, 2018. David Schneiderman was did the teleplay. Damon Thomas was the director. Um, this one had a really interesting opening uh, uh, that basically is like a psychic a holodeck recreation. And the game that the crewmen were playing was Russian Roulette. And apparently it was being led on or narrated by um, um, Thale. Thale. Yeah. Thale. Sorry, Thale. And uh, wow, that was a, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting use of his telepathic abilities. But it also shows that over the eight months, and it does say eight months later, over the eight months that he's been with the crew, they're actually like, like really into him now. Especially Murphy. That was the weird thing to me. Yeah, yeah. it was a complete 180 from them like despising and, and fearing and hating him to like relishing in him. But he's more like a puppet now, you know? Mm-hmm. Not really if they, they think of him as an equal, but. Well, it's he's a parlor like, trick. He's yeah, a parlor. Yeah. Trick. Well, they're, it's like they're getting their kicks off of, you know, using his telepathic abilities. He's and, an escape for them. Yeah. 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 And, um, and then we also see that Rowan and is becoming a, a father <laughs> and ignoring his, uh, ignoring his duties that the entire reason that he's been there. So he's, uh, the doting husband. Well, we also know that Carl has gone through 71 attempts at trying to do something with that, his, uh, body parts mm-hmm. yeah that he've got from the probe yeah. he's trying to merge it with the memory suite which is so weird and freaky yeah it, it's well he's trying to establish some kind of connection with uh, the Vulcran and I, it seemed like he was just randomly plugging wires into the flesh I mean, pretty I much seems like it Um, I think I would have tried something a little bit more creative uh, and artistic with the, uh, I don't know, with with uh, the art department there, and trying to merge the flesh with, uh, uh, instead of just plugging wires into it. <laughs> I, I just have a flashback to grade school when we had potatoes and we made them into batteries. Yeah, you know? that's, that's pretty close to what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, it did feel very sciencey to like have probes and body parts, and that's his revelation, you know. I mean, at first I thought this was going to be something like, uh, you know, Hellraiser, you know, where, uh, you know, when you start plugging into the flesh and you lose control of your mind and then things would have popped out of him in the memory suite that he couldn't control. But no, none of that. No, No, that's not even close to Hellraiser. (laughs) Sorry. So, I don't know. Um. I think the the weird thing with him is to say he started uh, he started getting weirder that uh, when his he got flashes of his daughter when yeah. he connected with that suite and he he got to the point where he was like absolutely desperate to get it up and functioning and just ran around and and well he had a theory I think it's in this episode that 
um, when he's talking with his daughter through this this experimentation, she's on a different plane or she's in a different reality where she's still alive and she she never died and yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I didn't read the book, so I I don't know if that, oh no, no, we're outside the yeah, book. Trust right. us, we're yeah. outside the book. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if uh, that's uh, he fully explained that he was connecting with another universe. Well, he uh, kind of said that because he was talking to his daughter. He's like, "Oh, she's real," and then she started questioning, like, "Oh, when did I, when did you die?" And she's like, "I'm not dead, Dad." You know. Hmm, okay. We saw we saw you go off to uh, the Night Flyer. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it became different for him at that point, where he was just trying to reconnect with her. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think uh, uh, what was what was the name of the woman who was pregnant? It was T- a Tessie. Yeah. Tessie. So uh, yeah, so she goes into labor pains, pre- labor pains prematurely, and uh, they decide to uh, pull out the child, and the I guess the child was having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the uh, the child was stillborn, and um, that, that was an interesting episode, to, ending to the episode, where the child is born stillborn, and then it begins to shrivel up and then disintegrate, and then they declare quarantine. Love and that. love that ending. I mean that the, that was probably the best thing I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. That yeah. ending, because they're like the stakes are high. Holy crap! They're stuck in there. There's, you know, a disease potentially. Yeah, you know. and it's, it was actually a pretty good shock and awe ending to the the episode. <clears throat> the first time I was generally surprised. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect a baby to shrivel up and turn into gas and <laughs> <laughs> and all that stuff. And Ugh. burn up. Yeah, I, that's. I did enjoy the Lomi part too, with her and the rest. Oh yeah, yeah. She created her own virtual world and Lomi in the Matrix is what I call yeah. it. <laughs> but I, I love how how you know the food goes bad. Her family gets killed. Yeah, I, I love the whole thing. She left the little let the little girl stay out. That was her own darn fault. Do you know what the other Matrixy thing is? Because she said, "When you die inside the crystal, you die for real." Yeah, that's that's the that's also <laughs> no. You know what? That yeah. is? No, you can go further back. That's um. Uh, what's that movie called? Dream, uh, Dreamscape. Dreamscape. Dream, Dreamscape. Yeah. yeah, we watch that. Yeah, Dreamscape. You die in Nightmare on Elm Street. If you die in your dreams, you die in real life. Yeah, yeah. same yeah. trope. Yeah, it's been around for <laughs> that's been around for decades, probably longer than those, obviously. But I did like that part. That was kind of like a sci-fi horror part for me. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, that was kind of interesting. But I'm I'm surprised that given all the uh, the amount of time that she put in creating the her family and the restaurant that she didn't hit like a reset button to bring them back. <laughs> yeah, well, true. I think we were, they were, it was because a little girl showed up, the baby's Cynthia or little Cynthia. You know? Yeah. Maybe she corrupted their profiles and she just wanted to deal with Cynthia before bringing them back or something yeah. of that nature. Yeah. So, but that was interesting to see too, that, like um, that. That Lomi had just, <laughs> she went from having, okay, she started with one jack in her arm, then she had two, now she has two in each arm. And uh, she's jacked up. Literally. Yeah, she's all jacked up. Ooh. She made a bed out of network cables. I thought that was hilarious. 
that, that reminds me of Serial Lane, but I don't think uh, Corey knows what that is. No, I do not. <laughs> it's um, an anime. Okay, so this took place eight months later. Do you think they should have fleshed out what happened in those eight months in the last episode instead of using it as a filler? Uh, I think it would be more boring. You do? I don't know. Well, I want to know how Murphy well, became buddies with Thale. Yeah. I, you know, they could have done like a montage episode where it's like, and three weeks, and four weeks, and one month. And, you know, just kept going, moving forward that way until they got to eight months. And some peppy music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it just uh, it seemed like oh well, we have eight months where nothing happens, and here's the next incident. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, this was a uh, this wasn't a great episode, but the ending made up for everything else. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was a good ending. So, yeah, so uh, that's that's it on this one, my friends. I want to thank Brian Lee for being here, Mister Lee. Where can we find you online? Everywhere. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Instagram or Twitter, it's Brian Says. Okay, and of course, I want to thank Carlos again for being here. And Carlos, you don't exist anywhere, do you? No, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. Of course, we exist over at Sci-Fi Watcher at SayProductions.com for our email or voicemail 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. And the website is SayProductions.com slash Sci-Fi Watcher. That's it for this Friday edition of the show. And until next time, hope you guys have a good one. (laughs) 